Spending more doesn't get us more. We need to make more. So instead of doubling the money, let's double the bread. Let's remove the government gatekeepers to build more homes, grow more food, and produce more energy right here in Canada. They don't need a government that sneers at them, looks down on them, calls them names. They don't need a government to run their lives. They need a government that can run a passport office. Truth. Facts. All righty, that is uh, Pierre Polyevra on Saturday night after winning in a resounding pounding the leadership of the Conservative Party. And one of the big appeals is that he's been able to connect with average Canadians, like from every walk, as you heard from our callers. So anyone who thinks this party is a bunch of angry truckers is simply not paying attention because he's grown the entire base by hundreds of thousands. We're talking women, we're talking men, we're talking new Canadians, indigenous people, those on the left, those who don't vote, those who are in the youth vote, those who are in the youth vote that's turning away from the liberals, those who were the very vote that gave Trudeau his sunny ways and a vote that is now very, very frustrated. And they feel like they're working too hard, getting nowhere, and they're tired of being scolded. So one of the big stories that uh, is coming out of this is that Paulie Ever is talking in a language of the youth vote that uh, conservatives have not been able to speak to before pocketbook issues. And so if he can turn that actual anger into votes on election day, because that is always the challenge with the youth vote, you know, they're very passionate, but can you get them to the actual ballot box? Then Mr. Polyever could very well have a pathway to push Trudeau over the top. Sam Rutley is a doctoral student at Western University joining us now because you've written about this particular issue of what is it? Why does Pierre Polyever have an appeal to young Canadians? It's great to have you. Yeah, good morning, Alex. Um, there's definitely, you know, a set of polls this year that have kind of shown, you know, at least at least when you ask people about the party they're voting for, right, that there's been this marked increase um, in, in support that young people, you know, typically defined as, you know, under 34 have for the Conservatives. And, and given given the momentum that Polyev seems to be having, you know, given the, the, the enthusiasm that he's generating, it, it, it seems reasonable to, to, to conclude that that he's ultimately what's driving it. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I listened to a lot of the coverage on Saturday night and I heard a lot of the pundits referring to the young voters under 34 as those living in, you know, their mom's basements, they're angry, they can't get action, you know, they are being crushed by things like the pandemic, uh, which has robbed them so much. I, I don't see it that way at all. Um, I, I see it as Paulie Ever has struck a nerve with a with a group of, of voters who have been told a lot, promised a lot, and none of it's come true, and they're being left behind. They can't buy a house. They can't just work one job. They don't really see a lot of excitement in their future. Yeah, I, I think I think what Paulie is tapping into is, is there's this sense amongst younger Canadians that they've sort of they've done everything right, uh, you know, in pursuing. They're trying to to build this the sense of financial stability, right? Build, you mm. know, start these financial foundations of, of home ownership and and you know this you know the sort of things that you can raise a family off of, right? The, the the sort of things that their parents and grandparents were able to do, and they feel like despite the fact that they've done everything they're supposed to, they've they've worked hard. They're kind of they're not able to to purchase a house. They're not able to to have well paying you know secure work. Um, and and Polyev's answer is to kind of say that there's a concentrated set of of elites, a concentrated set of privileges that are kind of deliberately keeping you out of that. 
Yeah. I also think part of it is the pandemic where they were shut down for two years. And when you're in your 30s or under, I mean, two years of not having a life or missing out on big life events. Maybe you wanted to get married. Maybe you wanted to travel. All that stuff really weighs upon you because you don't get those moments back. And then when you hear a prime minister call you unacceptable or that you're, you know, maligned by name, they're going to feel maybe like they have been, um, you know, thrown off kilter. But, you know, the Conservatives won the, the popular vote in the last two elections, which, again, doesn't matter because you've got to get the seats. It was the vote that was a 34 under that many believe gave Trudeau, kind of pushed him over the top. And so this is significant. If they're not moving to Jugmeet Singh, if they're not staying with the Liberals, and they've come to come over to Pierre Polyevra, that's great. But they've got to go vote. And if you can't get them to vote, there's no point in having that support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely true. Um, I think what what what's tend to ha- what what's happened over the last decade or so is that before before 2015 the, the turnout rates amongst that that group were were incredibly low and 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 sort of Trudeau in 2015 you know through the sunny ways right the, the idea that he was supposed to be this positive change in Canadian politics brought a group of them in and and I think since since 2015 you've seen that that vote shift away from Trudeau and and now sit with with Singh and the New Democrats more recently, and and now this year you're starting to see it a, a turn towards the Conservatives. And I mean, it's hard to tell whether this is whether this is temporary, you know, short term. I mean, if mm-hmm. people are simply just considering their options, right? That they they dislike the Liberals and they don't think that the NDP kind of provides this this good enough of an alternative, you know, with with the agreement, and so they're kind of weighing their options. It's, it's hard to tell. If they're going to stick with it, right? Whether that means that, whether that means they'll vote in the first place, or whether that means they'll ultimately support, you know, the poly of right. conservatives. Yeah, three years. Um, if that, you know, if we end up going to to the whole uh, time of this coalition non coalition deal, that that's a very long time in politics. Do you have any data? Have we ever seen kind of data breakdowns as to where regionally we're seeing these young voters? Is it uh, urban? A rural split, like how is it breaking down? Have we been able to gain that kind of information? Not, not very well right right now. I'm really, really the only data available. The, the the sort of data that these conclusions, I mean, the conclusions that I'm making are going off of is just some initial polling. Um, you know, mostly by private polling firms. It's, I think after after the next election, um, you know. I think we'll have more surveys that will give us a better uh, picture of, of exactly what's going on. And, and you can have a better, you know, regional and demographic make, breakdown. But 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 it seems right now that, that, you know, some people argue that this is exclusively, well, well predominantly sort of male. But I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure. Um, you know, there's there's some indications that it's that it's much more diverse. Yeah, I, I tend to see that. I think that as well. Um, I'm not sure anyone can really pinpoint w- what is happening other than that, that this is a movement. And as we saw with Justin Trudeau in the sunny ways, I mean, once that starts the momentum, it's it's hard to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's I, I, I think there's definitely enough of this kind of anti-Trudeau sentiment, right? A, a desire for change that, that'll that'll move a lot of Canadians, including younger Canadians, you know, possibly to the conservative side. But but exactly, I think what comes after, right? Like once, once that common enemy, which has been defined, is kind of removed, and now, and now, Polyev and the Conservatives kind of have that burden of power that they have to actually 
you know, it's not just simply uh, simply a matter of attacking, right? Not simply a matter of yeah. critiquing the other side, but once they have to make those those actual kind of positive and, and effective policy changes that, that they've sort of been campaigning on, especially yeah, given 100%. that, yeah, especially given that younger voters, you know, as, as we've been talking about, you know, typically tend not to go for the conservatives. I think retaining that support is going to be much more challenging. No question about it. Thanks very much uh, of bringing us the uh, breakdown on this. No question. It's like a wave. It'll change in ebbs and flows, and we'll, we'll watch for it. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. That is uh, Sam Rutley, who is with and certainly watching at uh, Western University about this, because, of course, he would see this 34 uh, voter base. But, uh, yes, they are a tricky bunch. You never know which way their vote's going to go. And, um, you know, you can't count on it necessarily, but you also can't uh, underestimate Uh, I think the anger out there and who it is. So we'll keep an eye on that.